Alrighty, welcome to the next book review. Obviously, it's uh, during COVID right now, and I am on an absolute tear of books right now. Uh, this next one is actually Hel- Hal Elrod's, I think it's his second book. I don't think he wrote anything besides the Miracle Morning and maybe a journal to accompany it. But Hal Elrod had some very life-threatening situations in his life and things that we would mainly just give up. We would throw our hands up and just say, I think we're done. I think we're done with life. Uh, he almost died in a car accident, literally was dead. Uh, according to the ER, Pulse, and they presumed him as dead, but he came back to life, and he had cancer. So he's been through a lot, to say the least. The Miracle Equation is one of those books that you read it, and there's really poignant points. So you have this overarching generalization of work hard and have unwavering unwavering faith. And then you have these separate ideas that are what I'm going to be talking about today. So I have some notes. I took actually a lot of notes. This is going to be longer than most of my book reviews. I think all of these are actually going to be longer than my book reviews because uh, some of them are really good. Some of them like this, I have a lot of notes letting go. There's way too many notes on that. I actually don't even know where letting go is. It might be, oh, it's up on the other desk. So I have some bullet points. Don't mind me. First, we use short-term pleasure at the expense of long-term success and fulfillment. This is life. This is everything. This is the marshmallow test that they did many decades ago, and they were able to, from, I think it was five-year-olds or right around there, under 10-year-olds, they were either given two marshmallows if they were able to not eat the one, or if they ate the one, then they just had the one. So it's delayed gratification. Do I wait the 15 minutes to get a second marshmallow, or do I eat this one because I can't delay my gratification? And they then tracked them, and they said there was a a significant, over the course of time, difference between the people, the kids, the four-year-olds, the five-year-olds, that were able to actually push out delayed gratification. Delayed gratification is all over our lives. Every decision, almost every decision we make, we are either delaying gratification or we are going directly right into the sugar cookie or a really big purchase because of a bonus instead of saving our money. Not going to the gym because we feel that we're tired and we need more sleep. Uh, Drinking alcohol instead of water. There's just so many things not approaching that pretty girl. Just letting these things, all of these decisions every single day that we could be making for our future self, but we decide not to. We go directly into the immediate gratification. If anything, out of this entire spiel, you look at where you are not, where you are not delaying gratification, where you're overspending, where you're not making sales calls because you feel that you're going to go through rejection, short-term pain of going to the gym, eating correctly, not spending money, that pain or long-term consequences. That's life. That is the secret to any 
you know, I, I have so many notes, but I just want to riff on this point because Bob Proctor talks about this all the time, okay? Bob Proctor talks about if you... Th- th- a, there's many books about compounding, okay? Darren Hardy wrote Compound Effect, The Slight Edge by uh, Jeff Olson or Mike Olson, one of those, and then The One Thing by Gary Keller. They all talk about the same thing. They all talk about it. Bob Proctor talks about it even further. When you, when you compound or delayed gratification, you either have pain now or you have pain in the future. That's it. You know, Bob Proctor talks about it's a game. And if you play by the rules, you will win. The rules to a relationship isn't getting married. Okay, great. You got a certificate from the government. You bought an expensive piece of rock that we all agreed upon is valuable. You know, talk about social construct. You know, there's, there's things in life that are not social constructs, okay? The reason that we have, and, and I'm riffing on this point because it is so important. If you play by the rules of life, you will win in your relationship. You will win in your job. You will win in your finances, your happiness, your spirituality. It doesn't matter. You got to play by the rules. The rules are etched all over the place. You know what the rules are. You know what the rules are. But you either play by the rules or you don't play by the rules. It's simple as that. No one's telling you to do something or not do something. Okay? Enough of the external locus of control, which is life is happening to me and I have no, I have no control over it. I have no control over it. You have exact control over the food you put in your mouth, the time you wake up, the time you go to bed, if you have alcohol, if you have drugs, how much drugs, how many calls you make, what time you wait. You have complete control, okay? Man, that's a big point. If you if you guys don't, sorry, the hair on my mustache is going in my mouth. If you guys don't, under, and I'm going through the same thing. I'm, I'm, I'm on the same boat. You guys, I struggle mightily during this quarantine time, but I also know during this quarantine time, all of the edges of every industry have burned away, the people that were just surviving. So if we play by the rules and we cut down spending and we look towards the future and we we take action and we have unwavering faith as what they say in the book, we will be successful. That's the rule of the game. That's the rule. Play by the rule, you win good prizes. You don't play by the rule, you don't win the prizes. All right? On to that point. We eat food chosen purely for their taste and texture that provides short-term lived moments instead of a lifetime of vibrant health. We choose the short-term food instead of a vibrant future health. We eat the pizza, the bread, the sugar, Carbonated drinks, you literally name it. You literally name it. Nothing is good for you unless it is from an organic source like vegetables and fruits, and it's mainly vegetables. 20% fruit, all of it vegetables, all right? It's not have this instead of, 
even iced coffee. I talk about iced coffee all the time. That's one of the biggest things I'm going to be weaning off of, but I don't have carbonated drinks. A, I'm not allergic, but I don't like the bubbles. I'm barely drinking now, so my sleep is better. It's just, I went on a run today and I noticed that I've been putting short-term pleasure way ahead of long-term vibrant health. This is a very important point. It's who you become through the process that matters than actually reaching the goal. It's who you become. It's that millionaire that loses everything and is able to rebound. Why is that person able to rebound? Because it's who they become, okay? It's, that's, so I had a post a couple of days ago and, and it, it, it spoke to the fact of you can't give money to homeless people because they don't have the skills to know what to do with it. You have to give them faith and confidence and hope. You have to give that to them so they look towards the future instead of the immediate gain. And the government just gives them money or gives them things. And it's like, you, if you want them to have agency, we have to have a plan besides giving them money. You know, it's who they become that matters. It's not what they have. And yes, that's easy for me to talk about because I'm not homeless. I understand but if you talk to any person that used to be, you know, the hip-hop teacher, Eric Thomas, if you talk to him, the reason he's wealthy and is able to stain wealth and savings is because of the person he became. The guy that I'm now following, I think his name is called Men's Groomers Club or something along that line. He was homeless, hooked on, I think, meth till 34, 35, in and out of jail, and now it's the person he became to be a great husband, father, and now is helping homeless. It's the person you become. It's not actually reaching the goal. Because when you reach the goal, you're already looking towards, you make a million, you're looking towards two. You get a great body, you're looking to run faster. You get the relationship, now you're looking to kids. You have one kid, you look at, you're always looking to more. It's growth, it's human nature, it's what we're supposed to be going through. So the theme of the book is unwavering faith combined with extraordinary effort. Cliched words, but it's 100% true. Unwavering, unwavering faith is like the law of attraction, okay? The law of attraction is we visualize, we, we incant what we want, we close our eyes, we meditate on it, we journal it, but there needs to be an extraordinary amount of effort. The world we live in, the world we perceive is a perfect reflection, a mirror image of our internal reality. I cannot stress that enough. Our internal reality is everything. I'm, I'm, I'm browsing Instagram and I'm just seeing these posts that are just talking about well, this should this society should change this way, or new laws should be enacted, like we don't have enough. Uh, this should change, that should change. Everything is on the external to make my internal satisfied. The thing is, there will never be enough. There is no perfection. You know who wrote about that? This guy right here, Simon Sinek. 
He wrote Infinite Game. This will be also reviewed. But in that, he says, the United States of America is not perfect and it will never be perfect. And the reason being is because we're striving for better. We're striving for it. Nothing is perfect in this world. Nothing is forever. Buildings, concrete, water, it evaporates, becomes clouds, it moves. Human beings, we pass. Buildings get destroyed. Nothing is forever. We are renting everything. We are renting everything you see is rented. There is a saying in relationships when you're younger, which is you're you're the right now. In other words, it probably will not work out if you're in your early 20s or teen years. It's not saying, oh, that's pessimistic. It's statistics. You are, I'm renting this space. I'm renting my home. I'm renting this computer. I'm probably going to sell it. This is this camera, this setup is, is never forever. But what I have right now is a direct reflection. The amount of money, my body, my health, everything is a direct reflection of my internal reality. This is crazy. We put forth just enough effort to get by. We just enough. Why? Because that's mother nature. That's not a social construct. We have to get the mentality of social construct out of our minds and first say, is this mother nature? Is this evolution? It is evolution because food and resources were scarce forever. If you're a animal, food is scarce everywhere. You're a polar bear. You're an orca. You're a fly. It doesn't matter. It's scarce. So they have immediate gratification. They put in just enough effort to kill the prey or to drink the water or to travel to a distant land to get shelter from the cold or the storm if you're a bird. It's not bad. It's just we have to understand, oh, I want to sleep in because that's the easiest route. We will always want to choose the easiest route. There is nothing wrong with you. It is not Anyone, society, government, social media, no one is to blame. If you want to blame someone, blame Mother Nature because she gave it to us because we survived on it. Those genes that were not actually able to go into the future and create offspring and survive, they died and your genes did not replicate. And the ones that did, they said, oh, that was good. We should probably do that again. We should probably do that again. Deep down inside, we, are, we know that we are limitless, but our brains and the world around us confide us so, confine us so much that we remain smaller than we should be. We, I agree with this wholeheartedly. You know, People in the early 20s say, I'm going to be a millionaire by 30. I'm going to be married. I'm going to have a penthouse. I'm going to own my own business with hundreds of employees by 35. And then the world comes in. Then issues or health or family or recession or a virus comes into their life. And it confines them smaller. So we're continuously pushing and pushing and pushing out. Whatever level of success, happiness, and fulfillment 
we are accustomed to becomes our reality. Those are our expectations for the future. I got to tell you, what I'm telling you right now is literally the probably one of the best life lessons that you guys will be getting because this I unfortunately learned the hard way. Whatever level of success and happiness that we have, the level of fulfillment that we are accustomed to becomes our new norm and then that becomes our future. So we're essentially building up and then that becomes our new future. Then we get a million dollars. That's our new norm. We then say, okay, in the future, I want to get more. The quantum leap rarely happens. And with a quantum leap, sometimes comes a quantum fail. The childhood star that was just launched out onto the big screen. And now, where are they now? Where are they now? Mighty Ducks. The dude was arrested for breaking and entering. You know, the uh, Screech, Dustin Diamond or whatever his name is, isn't he in jail or something? Like, wasn't he on drugs or something? You get launched at an early age, but then you have all those people that, that the comedians that took while, years, decades. Those are the ones that I look up to. Uh, our emotional pain... And those times that we felt that we are far less. And so this is the emotional pain that when we go through the world and something triggers us, it's actually not that thing. It's something inside. Because if someone called me an idiot, I wouldn't really care. But if they called you a not so good business owner, I would say, wow, actually, sometimes I do think about that in my mind, that, that is somewhat of an insecurity, that would, that would hit emotionally. But it's actually not what they say, it's what you feel about what they say. They could call you, Charles, you're fat, you're an idiot, you don't read anything. I wouldn't believe them because I actually believe I'm in shape and I do read and I'm not an idiot. But the insecurities are the trigger points. So when people say, I don't really care, you do care because you're actually discussing it and you know a lot about the subject. So think and look at the trigger points. Those are the places that needs to be worked on. For me, it's business. For me, it's finance. And right now it's also my health, making sure that during this quarantine that I'm still getting in my runs and bikes. I can't swim. So I can swim, but I can't at the gym. Every painful emotion that you've ever felt are feeling right now or will ever feel in the future is self-created and completely optional. So we're going to go over this book, which is called Letting Go. And that is everything that I just talked about. Everything that is created in our emotions is completely optional. You're probably not going to believe me. And it was hard for me to believe it. Come on. Everything is optional. Everything, you know, a girl that you really like starts digging into you because she knows your insecurities or she leaves you. And that feeling is optional. Through this process of reading Letting Go by David R. Hawkins, you will understand, holy cow. It's not overnight. It's every moment of every day because there will be something. We run by emotions. Emotions were before language. 
okay? Emotions drive everything, our purchases, our likes, our dislikes, our fashion, what we spend money on, what we eat, everything. I feel like I want to eat that. I feel like I should be doing this. I want to make cold calls. It's all feelings. It's all feelings. It's all optional too. So through the process of letting go and through untethered soul, I can tell you right now, those are probably the two best books that I've ever read in my life. It's actually in the top five, Letting Go and Untethered Soul. And it begins with everything that's painful now, in the past, or in the future is all optional. So the opposite, what's the opposite? The opposite is acceptance. You accept your reality. You have to look at your reality. I'm an alcoholic. I'm over I'm overweight. I'm out of shape. I don't have money. Whatever it is. It has to be because the opposite of acceptance is resistance. And if you resist it, it persists. Tony Robbins 101 right there. Whatever you resist persists. So you resist talking to that pretty girl, making cold calls, going to the gym, eating healthy. Whatever you resist, it persists. It's always on your mind. I should be making calls, eating healthy, going to the gym, taking care of my finances, not spending so much, being nice to my my spouse, my partner, my, my friends, society. I should be posting more. I should have a video content channel on YouTube. I'm so smart or creative. I should be doing that. Whatever you resist persists. So what you have to do is accept. It's very egoless and it's hard. Not gonna lie. It's hard. It's very hard. Because up until that point, you feel you made the right decisions. So really what you're saying is up until this point, I made the wrong decisions. I made inaccurate decisions towards whatever area of your life. And you have to say, this is where I am. Um, I'm $60,000 in debt. I'm 30 pounds overweight. My cholesterol is this. My spouse is ready to leave me. My business is about to fail. And speaking from an objective point of view, then you can start. Then you can start the miracle equation. Um, It's okay to feel bad about something for five minutes. Put a timer on your phone. That was a radical concept. Tony Robbins actually talks about it. He said it used to take him five days, then five hours. And now he can say within 15 minutes, Hal Elrod said five minutes. You just feel like absolute trash when a deal goes south, when a person leaves you. And it will be deep and it will be challenging. But again, whatever you resist persists. This, my friends, is something I'm going to be working on. Happiness is an emotion. And emotions are fleeting, okay? Nothing pains me more than people putting on their dating profile, I just want to be happy. I'm looking for someone that makes me laugh. I'm looking for someone that, come on now. It's good to have a characteristic, but making you happy is impossible. I can't make you happy. And if, and, If I do, you're relying on me. If your job makes you happy, it's a fleeting moment within your job. I just had a tenant call two months, non-payment, 
Owners are pissed. Everyone's not happy. Attorneys are involved. That's not a good part of my job, but overall, I love my job. So happiness is an is a is a an emotion and it's fleeting. All emotions are fleeting. You want to stack more good emotions before any other bad emotions. Let's all emotional pain, blah blah blah. Your past circumstances are fixed. Your future is malleable. Wow, that's powerful, huh? We try and change our past. We all day just try and change our past. When in fact, we should be focusing on our future, on the present moment. What is actually the best use of my time, as Elon Musk says? He has dialed it to a percentage of his day. Wealth is a result of who you become. I, I, for 33 years of my, 32 years of my life, thought it was your parents, your circumstances, your job, your schooling. Uh, that all helps, but it's who you become. Because there's plenty of people that are going to be extraordinary wealthy, and you're going to say, oh, yeah, you know, he did it because something. Uh, no. I was talking with my mom on Mother's Day, and I said, you know, she said, you have a gift. I said, mom, I created the person you're looking at. I created this individual. This wasn't born out of the womb. And then she said something very interesting. She said, you always had it in you. And I said, if I always had it in me, then everyone has it in them. Everyone. It is discovering that. It is discovering we're limitless. And then we get confined to something else. Straightforward. To double annual sales, you have to double the number of sales calls. Or you charge more, or you have repeat business. Those are the only three ways. You get more customers, you increase the price, you get repeat business. Or you make more products. I can't make more homes. I can't increase the price. Referrals and making more calls are, are everything. Most of us are trying to work on too many goals. This is beautiful. Most of us are trying to work on too many goals with no clarity as to which one deserves top priority. That could be on a postage stamp. That should be a poster. Most of us are trying to work on too many goals at once with no clarity as to the top priority. God, you know, everything I do is now going to be in fives. And the reason being is that that then becomes more complicated. I'm reading Extreme Ownership right now by Leif Babis, Babson, 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 and Jacko Willick. And in there, they say simplicity is the core to the SEAL teams. Simplicity. Because when shit hits the fan, when there's stress, you can't have something complicated. Top priority. What is the top priority? For right now, business is my top priority. Relationships is not. Health is second. It was health because business was rolling. Now business is number one. Health is number two. But it's really close. Health is number really close. You can't win a gold medal at one at more than one sport. Of course, someone's going to say, oh, what about this person? Or what about, you know, the swimmer? He won at the same sport. He didn't also win at basketball. 
he dialed in. Mine is self-improvement, it's sales, it's business, it's marketing, it's business. I'm not, I'm not a designer, I'm not a coder, I don't do websites. Uh, showings, I don't really wanna do showings. I just wanna focus on getting business and building a business. That's my focus, that's my priority. All right, so I have a call in a couple minutes, so we're gonna wrap this up. This is the last thing, this is the last bullet point. Remember, this is gonna be a long quote. Remember, anytime you find yourself wishing that you, can, that you were further along than you are and comparing where you are against someone else, keep in mind that when you finally get to that point that you've been working so hard and so long, you almost never wish it happened any sooner. Let me say that again. We go through life and we want something. We want immediate gratification. I want a million dollars. I want the hottest girlfriend. Okay, here it is. Do you, know, do you have the, the skills to multiply that money? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think so. Okay, here's your girlfriend. Um, how do you consistently get her attracted to you? That she wants you. Okay, here's your dream job. Are you qualified? Everything happens for a reason. Our internal creates our external. And when that external comes in steps because the quantum leap is so rare that we wish it didn't come any sooner because it sounds so, excuse me, it sounds so cliche. It's all about the journey. Enjoy the journey. The reason being is if I gave you what you want right now, it would make you momentarily happy. But if you've ever achieved a goal, the science always says, based on neural connections and synapse firing in our brain, that the anticipation is more important and is more emotional is the spike, the anticipation right before opening a box. You know, you're having sex. That is better than the climax. It's the anticipation of potentially being with an attractive girl, the anticipation of getting that apartment. And then you get, and then it closes, and then you get a check, and then it's over. It's the anticipation. And as Hal Elrod says, you almost never wish it happened any sooner. It's a great book. I pretty much explained everything in it. I'm going to be doing these long form ones. If you like these better, then let me know. I know when business ramps up and COVID starts, you know, uh, becoming, you know, things start opening up that these may not be long form, but we have a lot of good books coming up. We have some really good books coming up, including one of my favorite topics, which is masculinity. Most of my audience is men, and I have a very deep desire to help them out because there's a lot of misinformation and there's a lot of people with a lot of opinions about how men should be, and they are mainly incorrect. So if you guys have any questions, leave in the comments below. Uh, let's see if there's any questions. What's going on, Chris? All the best. 
Uh, last quote, miracle warning or letting go. I would say letting go. It is, my friends, very challenging though. It is a long and heavy read, letting go. So leave your comments below if you guys want to pick it up. Obviously, the Amazon link is below. They give me like, what, 35 cents? <laughs> but, you know, what are you going to do? Takes away from Jeff Bezos' uh, divorce. Anyway, have an amazing day. Talk to you guys soon.